everybody. Tyler Bailey breaking it down over there for us. It's FUVFC, first one of the 2016 school year. Tyler, how you doing, man? How's it, go- how's it feel to be back at school? It, it feels so good to be back at school and, more importantly, back in the studio talking soccer with John mm-hmm. Furlong. Is, isn't there nothing better to do on a Monday night, wouldn't you? Would you be rather be doing anything else? Uh, well, there is a there is a pretty good football game on. That's but. okay. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. We'll, 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 get us, we'll get us out of here pretty quickly just to go see that. Uh, so, yeah, World of Soccer. It's been, a, it's been a crazy start to the season in international leagues. We'll get to that a little bit later. We'll talk Premier League. We'll touch on... La Liga, Bundesliga. I know you love your Bundesliga. But I think we would be it would be wrong for us to not start with NYCFC, the team that you cover, the local team. They play 15-minute drive from here down to uh, downtown in the Bronx, Yankee Stadium. Tyler, what's it been like covering them this year? Because they're a lot better than they were last year. Uh, it's been pretty cool, to be totally honest with you. Uh, there were a lot of ups and downs for the team, especially early in the season. Uh, that were really capped off in a very, very, very big exclamation mark by that that seven nothing pounding <sighs> they took by uh, the New Jersey yeah. Red Bulls. <laughs> but but a- after that, the they've turned it around pretty clearly. Uh, yeah. Patrick Vieira has done a very good job with his team. He's got him in you know tied for second in the East uh, through a very, very large portion of the season, and they've they've had a sort of mental toughness that they never had under Jason Christ, and mm-hmm. I think that's been more than anything else. Uh, the the pivotal factor in their success this season. I figured it had to be do, had to be something with mental toughness because looking at the, just looking at the table, it's the goal difference of New York. Your, as you said, New Jersey Red Bulls is plus ten. <laughs> We've got yeah. plus twelve on the. I think it's Toronto FC who are in first place in the East right yeah. now, and their goal differential is minus one. But they're still right up there with the big dogs in the MLS East. MLS is very strange. MLS yeah. is a very strange league. Um, and one thing that makes it so unique, and it makes NYCFC's success seems so weird is traditionally and historically over a very large sample size uh, if you don't succeed unilaterally at home Mm -hmm. you're not a playoff team yeah Uh, no team in MLS history has made the playoffs because of their road record Uh, and New York City FC is the lone exception to that rule literally ever Uh, they've been less than stellar at home although they have been better than they were last year of course uh, but they they lead the league in road wins by a significant margin. Their winning percentage and the points they've picked up from the road is absolutely absurd. And that, more than anything else, uh, is why they're tied for second in the East. Isn't it weird that, considering they play on a smaller field, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? They play on a smaller than regulation field. Well, it's still within the. It's the still it's still within regulations. Right? I take that back. I'm sorry, but a smaller than usual field wouldn't that be an advantage for them? No, um, especially due to the way they play. The way they play. You know they play very technical soccer. They play okay. out of the back Fair to the enough. point where it's you know a little bit a little bit absurd how much they focus on playing out of the back. Um, and when you do that in a tight area, it makes it very, very easy for teams yeah. to press you. That's uh, yeah, uh, that which is sense. why the Red Bulls have been so successful playing yeah. them because they're predicated on playing a high press defense and suffocating the midfield and really making it hard for you to pass the ball around and forcing you to boot it long and put yourself that into makes, low leverage situations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So when you're when you're creating an environment where there's a lack of space it's harder to play the way you want so it's it's kind of counterintuitive to what they should be doing uh but i think that's why they've been so successful on the road because they're playing on bigger fields i think that as a chelsea fan i've obviously been following frank lampard and it's cool that he's playing for nycfc finally he's getting a shot it seemed like he never was going to play for this darn team (laughs) he's it's it's been something do you credit how much credit 
for the team's success this year do you give him? Well, he's got 12 goals. Yeah. In like less than half a season play. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely absurd. And uh, the fact that he's contri- contributing at this level is really like I I can't take anything away from him. It's mm-hmm. been absurd. Um, he's five goals off the Golden Boot race. That's ridiculous. And he hasn't even played half the season. No, yeah. and he's he's a midfielder. Yeah. So that's also true. <laughs> if anything, um, it, it's 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 absolutely remarkable. And if you watch the kind of goals he scores, all it really proves more than his own ability to get in the right positions. Not a single defender in Major League Soccer knows how to track a third run. And it's pretty absurd. It's pretty embarrassing yeah, for a lot yeah. of these guys, who, <laughs> some of which are on pretty big contracts, and they're just losing guys like Frank Lampard, who should never be unmarked, mm-hmm. over their shoulder on the third run. It's, it's, it's crazy. They're a couple points back in the East. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have the table up right now. I can look that up. But they're a couple points back. They're behind the Red Bulls, as I said, behind, way behind on goal difference. But that really doesn't matter unless you get into a tie. And top five make the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, top six, yeah. Okay. But, um, they, yeah, they're tied on points with the Red Bulls. Um, okay. So, but they're below them because they 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 lose the tiebreaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but third place is still a very good position to be in yeah. functionally. Um, their only problem coming up is they don't have too many home games left, which traditionally would be a very big problem. <laughs> But um, with their success on the road, I don't think it's as big of a factor as it would be for a lot of other teams. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I mean, you look at their three designated players, Pirlo, Lampard, and David Villa. These guys aren't in the prime of their career anymore. They're not in their physical primes. Um, Andoni Iriola, their center defensive midfielder, is also 35 years old. So um, there's a lot going on there. Jason Hernandez, they're starting right back and sometimes center back, 33. As the season wears down, so do these guys' bodies. Mm-hmm. And going into the playoffs, when the schedule gets even more condensed, that's going to pose a huge problem. But even before that, they could slide as far down as fifth yeah. in the East, you don't, theoretically. You don't think this team can win the title, do you? Not this year. Okay. I don't think they're built for it. Okay. Who Do you think they're ever going to win a title with this group of players in the next five years? Because it seems like uh, with all these aging players, it seems like their window is very small, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I don't necessarily know that getting rid of a guy like Pirlo would be a bad thing because yeah. that immediately frees up $6 million in salary that you can spend on two or three younger guys, Yeah, even under the MLS salary cap rules. Yeah, the MLS salary cap rules are weird. So designated players mm-hmm. do not count towards the salary cap, correct? Uh, They count very minimally. Okay. But it's basically a free-for-all. So if you would let go one of the three, it'd be Andrea Pirlo? Uh, yeah. I really do think that he's a luxury player at yeah. best. Um, his skill set is absurd in, in what he's skilled at, but he's not the kind of player that you can trot out in the starting 11 all the time in Major League Soccer and expect to be as ex- successful as you could be if you had a younger guy in there. It's just that simple. His upside isn't worth his what you're taking away. Yeah, that makes sense. Besides Lampard, who's been team MVP this year, do you think? Oh, it's the Vivia. Okay. It's clearly Davivia. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, it's it speaks. No, I, I was gonna. What, what separates, <laughs> it, was, it was quite a. I mean, what what separates him from so many other designated players, not just the ones on NYCFC, but throughout the league, is that dude cares so no, much about yeah, his no, team. It's absurd. It's good to see the, the few yeah, games his, that I have watched. Rate, you can his tell his work rate is absolutely incredible, and that's what you want from a captain. You don't oh want he, he deserves not, that captain's arm. Offensively, either exactly. because he 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 works his tail off. 
you know, hold up play, which you would never expect out of a dude that's five seven or whatever he is. But yeah. what he's able to do, you know, with his back to goal is in- incredible. Um, but also on defense, he tracks back and he defends so honestly and so well that it's it, he he carries the team not just in goal scoring but just in build up play, yeah. uh, in defense from the front, in his hold up play. It's 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 incredible. Do you see these? Do you see these guys win a playoff game? Uh, yeah, I think they'll win a playoff game. I don't know if they'll win a series. Um, but I think they have what it takes to you know win a playoff game. Okay, interesting. Yeah, especially with the level of parity among playoff teams. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just gonna comment that. All right, so NYCFC having a great season. Yeah, they're doing really well. Yeah, it's it's great to see the. It's great to see how great of a fan support they get. What is it like going to games? It's got to be. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, I was at. They um, sell out Yankee <laughs> Stadium basically every game, right? Yeah, for yeah. the sections they have open. Yeah, okay, they usually yeah. have the one and two hundred sections, so you get okay. twenty five thirty thousand. Oh, that's, fans that's, there. Yeah, it's that's great. sweet. Yeah. Um in in their last uh, in their last home match, uh, which was against DC United mm-hmm. on a Thursday. That they won in the 94th minute, thanks to a Frank Lampard brace. It was a great game. Took my buddy there for his first MLS game. It sucked for 75 minutes, and then it was awesome. Yeah, um, as it is with a lot of soccer yeah. games. <laughs> Four goals in the final 15 minutes mm-hmm. plus stoppage time. NYCFC pull out the win. It was great. Um, I went as a, I went as a fan of that one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a Thursday night game at 7 p.m. And twenty three thousand fans showed so up. So that's so good. Yeah, it, that's great. It, it was it was great. Their support is awesome. their support is incredible. And it, it hasn't really waned is. at all, um, in a significant degree, uh, in their in their sophomore season. It's not just a novelty yeah. thing anymore. They're still drawing a lot of support um, from a lot of different people and where, a lot of people from the Bronx yeah, as well. Which exactly. Is huge. Where do they where have they drawn the support from? It really seems to me like they've done a great job. From an outsider perspective, I'm not an MLS guy, but it seems like they've done a great job of marketing themselves as New York's team. And soccer is getting yeah. so much more popular, and people want to cheer for New York's yeah. team. They want to cheer for their city, like Manchester does for Man United and City, and like what Liverpool does with Everton and and and, uh, and Liverpool. Yeah, and it, what it's important is, well, you, you know as well as anybody else, that New York loves a winner. Oh, yeah. If you don't win games, you don't get the support. Just look at the New York Knicks. Yeah, really. And uh, the Mets for a while, too. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's a whole different um, story. But they're, they're winning games now, so they're relevant. Yeah. The most important step towards relevancy is that you're good at what you're doing. Um, and that and that translates not just to you know Manhattan fans who you think they would be marketing to the most, especially with the the Eurocentric uh, lineage of their, their mm-hmm. designated players and the way they've gone about marketing Frank Lampard, blah 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 blah. They're drawing a lot of support from the Hispanic community in the Bronx, yeah, uh, in Queens, in, in Brooklyn. It, there's a lot of people and from a lot to, of different backgrounds to coming to these games, and that's what makes it so good because it's the world's game in the most cosmopolitan city on the planet. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. So now we're going to transfer over here. It's about halfway through our show. We're going to transfer over across the pond to, first of all, my favorite league, and I'm assuming your favorite league as well. We've talked to Pre- Premier League, your best, your favorite league? It's up there. Okay, fair enough. Um, Man, U- Man City, <laughs> Chelsea, Man United, top three teams. Everton's in there, but I don't really see them putting a title. They're going to be a good team this year under Ronald Koeman. But I don't really see them putting a title run They're together. They're not there yet. No, I, I agree. It, Lukaku's great. I wish Chelsea oh, did you see had never the game shown today? him. I scored a hat trick. First hat trick of the minutes, season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. He's 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 an incredible talent. He really oh, is. God, he was going to yeah. be the next Drogba, and then Mourinho decided he wasn't worth his time. I can't believe I hate Mourinho. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that, which one of those three teams that I just mentioned, City, Chelsea, United, have impressed you the most? And do you see anyone other than those three challenging for the title seriously? Um, no, no, I don't. Okay. Uh. 
But to your point, I think Manchester City is the most impressive team that okay. I've seen so far, um, simply because of of Pep Guardiola and what he's been able to do so far with the players at his disposal. Because he has some absolutely incredible talent yeah, at his disposal, uh, on par with Manchester United in their additions that they've made. Um, but what Pep brings is a tactical nuance that I think is otherwise lacking from the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I think from a tactical perspective, uh, a lot of a lot of the head coaches, a lot of the managers are lazy, uh, a little bit arrogant. Uh, they rely too much on old Irish players <laughs> running around. And are just you are, you, are hard. you referencing anyone in in particular? Uh, just you know the likes of Sunderland, really. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, enough. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. But there's a lot of teams like that. There's a lot of teams that don't have the tactical nuance and the players that can execute that yeah, na- tactical nuance, um, and the coaches who can coach it uh, to to really challenge the top teams, not only in the Premier League but in Europe. Mm-hmm. The the English Premier League has done terribly in yeah, Europe over yeah, the last it's few been years. Really, it's been and it's because it's because they haven't played the game. In as you know, as as high of a level as these other teams, yeah. it, it's that simple. But now you have this influx of coaches from those other leagues, yes, uh, that can create that. And I think you're going to see that as the season goes on become a staple of Manchester City in particular, because I think Pep Guardiola really is the best coach in the Premier League now, and he has a lot of money at his disposal and a lot of really good players. <laughs> I agree with you. I think Pep Guardiola has done an incredible job. I'm really, really jealous that he went to City. It would have been nice to have him come to Chelsea, but. Speaking of another manager that came from a different league, Antonio Conte, he is he I I was very very skeptical about him at first. I didn't really I thought he was maybe a kind of a one-trick pony. I didn't think his game would translate well outside of Italy. I was worried about how far Italy went in the Euros cuz he was going to have so little time with the team before the cuz our team, I thought we needed a complete I'm a Chelsea fan by the way. Right. Putting I thought they just needed a complete retool. I thought they needed to get everyone out and bring in a ton no. of new a ton no, of no, new no, players. No. Definitely not from the player standpoint. But here but what he's done is incredible. This team now shows fight. They show like they want to play this game. Diego Costa wants to play. Cesc Fabregas wants to play. Eden Hazard wants to play. You yeah. did not see that at all. Well, last this season. is a team. This is a team. It was just... embarrassing. Honestly, even in the second half of their title winning season. Yeah. They blitzed it to December. Oh, and then yeah. they lost to Newcastle in early December, and then they just kind of floated to the title. Yeah, they but already to, had a ten point, point lead at that point. But to that point, you know, that this is a team that's over just over a year removed from a title winning season in the yeah. Premier League. And that's, you know, with most of the same players that they still have. Yep. Um so I think the biggest thing that Chelsea needed this year, and it's what they got in Conte, was a yeah. manager that's in the player's corner. Mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho is very critical of his players publicly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very divisive, and it's been that way wherever he's gone. Uh, and to get him out of there and to bring in a guy like Conte, who was able to do a lot with a little with that Italy squad, who has a reputation that, as being yeah. an energetic manager, um, someone who's a player's manager, that's the kind of attitude shift that Chelsea needed, I think, to to refocus that core group of players like Hazard and like Costa and like John Terry and Gary Cahill. Yeah, uh, guys like that too that have just been the bedrock of this team. Um, and you know, just like Manchester City and Manchester United, they have incredible talent at their disposal. And I don't think you're ever able to get the most out of that talent unless you're a guy who's in the player's corner. Just yeah. look what Leicester did with Claudio Ranieri that, this past year. Yeah, we'll get to Leicester in a second because I've been really disappointed with them. I know there wasn't as high of standards for them this year, but it's it's been they're well, five, yeah, you they're five you two. That five t- was it five two or was it four one when they lost to Liverpool this weekend? I think, was, I think it was three one. Was it really? Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll look that up on a second. I'm not exactly sure what the score was, but I know they got shellacked, and the only goal that Leicester got was off a horrible mistake by Lucas Lieva, which is which just makes you realize how bad Leicester was in that game. 
But I'm going back to che- going back to Chelsea for a second. I didn't I didn't create this show not to talk about <laughs> Chelsea. I'm so impressed with them. I am. I really thought this was going to be another rebuilding year. I was thinking coming into the season, we'll be lucky if we can get Champions League football for next year. I was thinking fourth or third. I really think. Well, I, I think, think I think Man City is going to win the league. I think. And third I think they're going to do a reasonable a reasonable estimate. And I don't think it's a bad thing either when you're talking about a club that finished no. as poorly as they did last year. No, I know. And last third season, third or fourth was... is an improvement. And I mean, when you have when you have that level of nope. conglomerated I, I... talent, I think third or fourth is 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 uh, what you should aim for at this point. I'm saying before, I thought we were going to be a good 10, 10, 15 points off the leaders, regardless of where we finished. I thought we were going to be way off the pace. Now we're going to be challenging for the title until May. With this team right now, yeah. with David Luiz coming in, who is a huge signing, a lot of people hate him, but he's he loves this club. I know he celebrated against them when he scored against us two years ago, <laughs> but he loves this club. And Marcus Alonso is a very underrated signing. We needed a natural left back so Espilicueta can finally go back onto the right Bump Ivanovic to the bench where he belongs. <laughs> Fine. When Zuma comes back, we'll have Zuma and David Luiz. What a great combo that's going to be. They're both semi-young. Zuma's very young. David Luiz is on the younger side. He's not y- a young player anymore, so to speak. But he's no, not. I think he's not John Terry signing. old. I think he's got. I, I think he just. He, he, I'm thrilled he, with the signings. I think he matured a lot at PSG. I don't think his form with Brazil is indicative of his club form. No, I agree with you. Um, which is which is a good thing if you're Chelsea. Um, yeah. But. Uh, the thing you have to remember, it was four one. They lost to Leicester. It was four one, by the way. Yeah. Um, sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> but the thing you have to remember is three out of the top four traditional teams in in England right now all have new managers. Yeah. The only one who who has their Arsenal. same manager is Arsenal, Ar- Arsenal and Arsene. Um, oh God, Arsenal so, FC. And, and they're going to come forth because that's where they belong, but perpetually, uh, perpetually. Um, so it's a toss up, really, because they all have similar quality talent. They all have different styles of play, which I think is which is a leveling factor mm-hmm. because it's it it's not like oh this this team can do what this team does better than this team you know it's just a, it, it creates a, a different dynamic, mm-hmm. um, and they all have you know the similar similar resources at their disposal. Um, I think what it's going to come down to is which manager can solidify his core group and get them to perform on a high level the most consistently throughout the year as the year goes on, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to come down to whether or not Mourinho alienates all of his new signings at Manchester United. Um, He's already starting to do it with Mkhitaryan, which is ridiculous because Mkhitaryan is one of the best midfielders in Europe. I'm, I'm, thank God we don't, (laughs) I I like, I like Mourinho because he's a Chelsea guy. And he always said, like, he always said when he was with Real Madrid, he said, like, listen, like, if I'm going back to the Premier League, I'm a London Blue, I want to go back there. And we brought him back. And it worked for a season or two. Yeah. But he completely, he, 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 he I mean, lost the plot. He lost yeah, the plot he is does what that, happened. He, he went pretty, nuts, basically. And he, he lost the locker room, too. And yeah, that's the that, last yeah. thing you can do. That's the last thing you can do um, as but, manager. But as, as I was saying, I think the two best coaches right now who have the chance to really do what I think they should be able to do is Guardiola mm-hmm. and Conte. Okay. So Chelsea's in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, but it really, it really depends on how their core players perform. And I think since they have an older core than a lot of these other teams, um, that it, it's, it could be problematic down the line as the season wears on. Um, that being said, when you talk about Mourinho and you've got an, e- you've got the egos that he has on his team as well mm-hmm. as his own to balance. Yeah, I mean, God. I mean, not so much a Mkhitaryan, but guys like Pogba, Slaton. Oh you know, it, the egos it, on that team are too much. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, I think United will come third. I do. I yeah, think they'll come third. And I think that's fine. I think you just need another year of Champions League I th- football. I think so. I think that's fine for them, in all honesty. I really don't think I don't think the fans are expecting a title. I'm not a United fan. I don't really know many. I don't think they're expecting a title. 
But, but I, I, I understand why they hired Mourinho, obviously. Yeah. But when you've gone through, what, four coaches in the past three and a half years, and, and you yeah. and you invest a lot of money as Mourinho, as your long-term guy, I think that's a fool's errand because he's never been a long-term never, yeah, guy anywhere. True. And so what you're doing he's is creating, three, He's three years you're, now. You're creating a, a very high-cost coaching carousel at one of the world's most storied clubs and yeah. that's not anything except a recipe for disaster i i agree with you transferring from the top of the table to the bottom of the table here real quick as i'd mentioned before lester the only really player they lost is conte and they look they look a shadow of their former selves especially early on well yeah and when i mean you say just conte but angola conte is an incredible was, midfielder he was and he, he was, was he was what made that team tick last year oh everybody, yeah especially everybody with that. with the 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 pace and the organization with which they played through the midfield quickly yeah. to launch all their counter attacks, which is what they scored every single goal they scored last year on. Um, he was a steal for Chelsea, by the way. That's that was a oh, signing oh my of the God. summer. Oh my he God. was an absolute oh yeah. steal. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be incredible for them. <sighs> I can't. Um, I love but, him so much. But when you rely that much on one player, there's gonna be a transitional period, and I don't know necessarily if they have the tools to play. Uh, another way, and I don't know if they have the ability to replace a guy like Conte. Yeah. Of course, not with their current roster, but they have to make a big move in the winter transfer window, and mm-hmm. it has to be the right move. Otherwise, they're going to be in the bottom half of the table until the year's over. They're not going to get relegated or anything. Uh, I think they have no, too I much agree. talent and support and resources now for that, especially with all this TV money coming in. Um, but what do you think for them? Ninth, tenth? Yeah, they could be Stoke this year. You know, <laughs> Stoke always chilling in the mid. I mean, table. Stoke is bad. Stoke so though, far this Stoke year. they're Stoke they're, been a disaster. they're dead last. They oh are rock bottom of the table right now. It's it's. Well, I think Jaredon Shakiri is the most overrated player in the Premier League. I mean, you're not wrong in saying that. <laughs> I mean, he's come. It's it's funny. I Arnautovic saw, is up there too. No, I I I agree with you on both of those. Yeah. It's I, although Arnautovic on his day has. The talent yeah, but to turn like, a game that's like on its once, head. That's once a month. I feel like he always does it against Chelsea. He always seems to score against Chelsea for some weird reason. But anyway, I saw a, I saw a joke the other day. It was like Shakiri's living his life in reverse. He's going from like he's winning the Champions League with Bayern <laughs> Munich, and then he's going to a small local team. And he's only he's like he like took the he like did all of his good stuff when he was early, and now he's just like retiring. He's basically retiring now early. Yeah, it's it's you. I, I agree. With, going on. I agree with you though. I think he is. Um, the most I mean, I think Boyan would be a very good attacking midfielder if he wasn't always hurt. Yeah. But uh, Peter Crouch, maybe <laughs> Peter Crouch. God. And please put Jeff Cameron in the center of defense because. They're always good when he plays there. No, I and know. They he's throw him, they he's throw been great him, for them. They throw him out at right back all the time. The, uh, although, I will contradict myself. The best game I've ever seen him play was in the spring of last season against Manchester City when they beat Manchester City, and he was at defensive midfielder. I, I don't think – I think he had like a 97% pass accuracy wow. and like s- seven interceptions and like six tackles. He was he completely absurd. He's, he's a very but, underrated defender. Oh, yeah, because he's, yeah. he's American. And yeah, I, no, you know, absolutely, I, you, yeah. You, you, you try not to play up the bias against Americans in the Premier League too much, but it does exist. It, no, 100%. It, it's, a well, it's well documented, and guys like Brad Friedel, who play their entire career at a very high level in, in England and have been a part of various Champions League teams and mm-hmm. things like that, they come back and they say, well, the difference is, uh, and this is a quote from him, I'm paraphrasing because um, I don't remember the exact words, yeah. but uh, basically his point was if an American is a little bit better than an English player, that English player will still play yeah. over the American. No, yeah, if the course. American is a lot better than the English player, then he might play over the English player. Yeah, and it's it's sad that that happens. And, it's, and, and you, I mean, you see it happen a lot. A lot of these guys transfer out of MLS or out of elsewhere, and they go and they... They sit on the bench because yeah. the manager prefers his English well, players, and that's no problem. But you also I mean, got a... players like Josie Altidore going over there and completely right, just right, 
right. completely right. That was a bad move from the start from him. Absolutely, um, I agree. But I mean, that's that's gonna happen. <laughs> but I I don't think that was a case of that. I just think he, it wasn't the right fit for him. I, I he it wasn't the right timing. He he had failed in England before with Hull City. Um, yeah. So I don't know why he did that, but. It, it exists and it's it's there. It's, no, it's it's. A shame. <laughs> I, I don't remember how we started talking about this, but, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to say that because I thought it was an interesting quote. Who stood out to you in other any other the, any other of the major European leagues over the um, first two months of the season? Over the first two months, uh, I think or one month, excuse me, oh, not two yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, well, my, right. my uh, As far as American players go, John Brooks with Hertha Berlin, yeah, he's no, been he's the yeah. best center back in Germany, really like, by a significant margin. Fair yeah. enough. It's been incredible to watch him play. Good for that. Um, Good use it. Rock solid defensive. Uh, well, defensive suddenly, player. suddenly the U.S. men's national team has incredible defensive depth across the board, and it kind of came out of nowhere, yeah. which is which is which really is good, good. Which is really good. And uh, if you look far enough, we go about just about too deep at every position, uh, just in Europe alone, which mm-hmm. is which is nice. Yeah, that's very nice. Um, especially because there's a, there's a whole bunch of young players uh, making the transition over to Europe, and it's really good to see that happen. It's because we've had so many players in leadership roles come back to MLS. Um, but but going beyond American players, uh, Lewandowski is off to another incredible start yeah. to his season. Um, Higuain. Yeah, I thought he yeah. was going to be. Everybody was saying, "Oh, he's overweight. He's going to be a waste of ninety mil." And well, he's, I, all he's done is come out and score three <laughs> yeah. goals in two games. That's all he's done. Yeah, but uh, ninety mil for Higuain is, is, is a little. It was a little much. A little much. But think about it though. Like Pogba, is do you re, do you think he's really worth ten, worth ten more million dollars than Higuain? I mean, I don't think. With the do you way think it, basically that was just a trade, Pogba for Higuain? What do you? Uh, Hmm, that's interesting because under the They're right two circumstances, under the right circumstances, and I think with a little bit of free reign, uh, Paul Pogba could be the best midfielder in in the world. Um, I don't think the way Jose Mourinho is going to deploy him, knows knowing Jose Mourinho and a his defense first style of play, b his ability to alienate everyone he's ever coached, uh, is is necessarily <laughs> something that's going to get Pogba to that level. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, I think Pogba's ceiling is is higher than Higuain's. I agree. I yeah. think uh, Pogba. It's. I but think it's, I mean, they profited on that move, so I guess that's not too bad. No, uh, yeah, believe me, they absolutely did. And so it's it's incredible that the Man United let Pogba go for free and then have to buy him back four years later for a hundred million dollars. It's 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 really incredible, and it's. It really shows you <laughs> just just the the frivolity with which they throw money around. Seriously, the same thing happened with David Luiz. I mean, they sell him for fifty mil. First of all, they buy him from Benfica for twenty mil, sell him for fifty, and then buy him back for thirty. So basically, they just like they, well, they broke even they, on David yeah, Luiz. Yeah, which is well, they sold him and uh, Sherla for a combined yeah. seventy five, which is something else. It oh, it is something else. And that, I I was very sad when we lost David Luiz cuz as I said, he loves he loves the club, but when I saw him, we sold him for 50 mil and then he went out and did what he did at the World Cup that year when he was mostly at fault for that <laughs> 7-1 drubbing. I was like, "Okay, uh, you guys you guys can have him." Like that was uh yeah. that was a great piece of business. I will say one thing about Mourinho. He did do with the exception of Sherla, I did not agree with that sale. I think Sherla had a lot left to give in a Chelsea shirt and I think he would be one of the better, not one of the best, but one of the better players. In the Premier League, people forget that Kevin De Bruyne was on Chelsea there for a while. Oh, yeah. he was there for a season, oh, yeah. a season and a half. He never played, but I I heard from a lot of different Chelsea fans on uh, I have a fellow YouTube channel, uh, Chelsea fans channel, and I heard from a lot of the fans that he was very he was very rude to some fellow players. He didn't really seem like he wanted to be in London, so he went away. He went to Wolfsburg, and now he's back. So I don't think he would have blossomed as he did. No. So I don't really regret like selling and I don't think him. That's a bad to, thing as far as player development. Goes, no, I agree. It, 
a lot of guys leave the Premier League, and no matter where they go, they end up finding great fits, and they yeah. turn into incredible players. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily think that that's you know that the English Premier League is always a hostile environment for foreign players, but I don't I just don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen it with guys leave and then go to Germany and and be incredible in probably the second best league in the world. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is what it is really. <laughs> so if these guys are going to come back, that's one thing. Um, but. If they, I don't, I don't know necessarily if they're under the right conditions where they can hold themselves to the standards that they've developed for themselves in these other countries. Yeah, who's going to win the prem? Um, Manchester City. La Liga. I, I'd like to say Barca, but I don't really, I don't really know what's going to happen after they just lost to I that know, newly man, promoted, promoted side. Tied, that yeah, was yeah, weird. That was incredible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. La Liga. Okay. Uh, yeah. Barca. I'll I'll go with Barcelona uh, yeah, I, as well. I mean, I, you can't yeah. bet against Barcelona. No, I I agree. You can't bet. <laughs> we can't bet on them against against that. I'm gonna go with Man City as well. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, and as a sports fan, I'm never cautiously optimistic without any with any of my teams. I'm a Mets fan and Dolphins fan. I've been Yikes. told I've been treated to not do that, but I'm very cautiously optimistic about this Chelsea season. I cannot as bad as last season was. This season this season is gonna be fantastic. I can't wait for it. MLS, who you got? Who you got? Who you got winning it? Uh, FC Dallas, baby. Really? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Bit of an outside pick there, but I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with Toronto FC. Okay. Just throwing, just throwing that out there. I mean, Josie they're a Toronto sports team, so hey. they're not gonna win. So that's <laughs> fine. You can, you can dream. I, I, I will dream. Well, Tyler, thanks a lot, man, for coming of in. Course, I know you're, man. I know you're a bit, uh, bit, bit booked tonight, but thanks a lot for coming in. I had a great right, time. Of course, man. Are, are you on next week? I can't remember. Uh, no. Okay, but I will see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hear from you again soon. All right, hear from man. me again soon. This has been FUVFC. This is John Furlong for Tyler Bailey. We will see you all next time. <laughs>